episode 197 of the PS Nation podcast with you as always, myself and also Joel and Josh. Joel, how you doing, bud? Hey, doing very well. Just kind of still hung over from all the holiday eats and drinks, <laughs> but doing pretty good. Still got eggnog kind of crusted on one side of your mouth. and Exactly. Yeah. I still got mashed potatoes in my hair from that. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, how's it going, man? All right. I went on a bit of a gaming rampage the past Ooh. couple days. Thank God, because I, I really didn't get to touch anything for about four or five days. So, oh, yeah, I got a list and a half. Sweet. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's going to be kind of a weird week. We we really, really only got one review and... Of course, no new releases, uh, but we'll talk about some stuff. A lot of news, actually, that we... Uh, a lot of stuff just came up recently. What we're playing, review of Horde from Joel, and I'm sure we'll help him out as well. And, uh, wait. We don't even have any emails. <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> I thought we got something else there. Something even more special. Oh, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Uh, a voicemail that we, we received that... Uh, when I tried to record the voicemail, it actually went so long that my hard drive filled up, so... I'll just kind of recount it a little bit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about our website woes and our Game of the Year episode next week. A bunch of other stuff. So, uh, Joel, the non-releases. That's right. Nothing. And again, I'm going to come up with something to talk about. <laughs> well, it's even funnier because so, there's not even a store update this week. Yeah, that was a little surprising. You know, yeah. I, maybe it shouldn't have been considering how much content they packed into the last one. No shit. No, but... <laughs> I suppose everybody needs a little time off. Not us, but everybody else. Yeah. Well, you know, some people are you know, total wussies, and some people are committed to uh, all of all of the great people in their community, and, you know. Speaking that of wussies, how's Pennsylvania doing, Josh? Did you hear about all that? The, the, the governor and his wussy oh, comment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> he's, he's the guy. He was one of the guys... There was a picture of him on the front page of the paper leading all the snowball throwers at one of the games. <laughs> he was like nice. one of the guys throwing snowballs down at, at Santa or somebody. I forget who. And they were like, look, you're former mayor. And that was like when he was between mayor and governor. And they were like, look, what is he doing? But yeah, he's been a season ticket holder forever. And Eagles management is not too thrilled with him. But uh, What are yeah. they going to do about it? He, He's a he's a very outspoken guy, interesting guy. The the best quote that I heard was one of the guys in ESPN. They were talking about the postponement of the Eagles game for two days because of the snow, and he actually said, "You know, if this was in Green Bay and they had two feet of snow, there'd be Girl Scouts out there selling cookies." <laughs> <laughs> and that's true because whenever I tailgate, kids are always coming around with all their you know their fundraiser candy and everything else, no matter how bad it is. People are lining up to shovel voluntarily, yeah, just to help get the game to happen. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They got all serious because my friend told me he's like, "Oh, the game's canceled tonight." I was like, "What? Oh, come on! Oh, it's snowing!" And then we realized, well, and the roads were really, really bad, and they didn't even want people out there driving. That was the big problem. Where? Yeah, it was it was really bad. You know, if if you were really a fan and you were really into this, if you break down on the highway and it's because of the snow or you have to pull over because of the snow, just tailgate there. My God, this isn't rocket science. Well, I got three feet here. You might want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah. 
three feet and then with the wind and then with the wind it it created some really bizarre uh there was like a walk right outside my front door i it was all clear like i could see the cement all right <laughs> but right next to it like i couldn't push the door open because you know right to the side of the door was like a five foot drift <laughs> So five yeah, foot. I had drifts in my driveway that were foot. over my head. I'm five eleven. Yeah. They were over my head. Bah. Pussies. I just thought it was funny that the same fans that throw batteries or threw batteries at Santa. <laughs> well, he deserved it. <laughs> it's just the irony of the whole situation. <laughs> true. True. All right. So. 2011, we're going to see a lot of PS3 exclusives. So since there's no new retail releases and hasn't been for a couple weeks, this is what I'm going to talk about. All so right. So we got Little, Little Big Planet 2 coming right away in January. Killzone 3, MLB 11, the show, of course, only on the PS3. Motorstorm Apocalypse, which, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Resistance 3. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, SOCOM 4, we believe, DC Universe Online, Ratchet and Clank, all for one. I didn't include a couple titles, but just kind of went over the some of the big ones for this next year. So. Yeah, it is going to be crazy. I mean, if, if all these titles we think are coming out in 2011 are coming out, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time with, with even going multi, multi-platform titles to a certain extent. It's it's just going to be rock solid all year. Yeah, not to mention there's some great multi-platform titles coming as well. So, yeah. wow. Definitely. 2011 is going to be a good year. I, I love this because, what are we, five years into the console now? Six years? You're going to make me count? I think it's five. <laughs> it's It's nice seeing it doing so well at this stage you know it's not even close to dying as a matter of fact it's going in, into probably its best year so definitely i like i like that trend i don't have to buy a new console like next year yet yay <laughs> well there's the psp2 <laughs> allegedly <laughs> that's it it's confirmed. there you have it <laughs> i said allegedly i gotta tweet that oh <laughs> Well, if you want to read up on that and much, much more, go over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation and sign up for your free account, which gets you a book of your choosing. You get to keep the book, even if you choose not to stay on with the monthly subscription. We highly recommend it. We're huge fans of the of the programming that they offer. Indeed. And that's the plug of the week. Thank you. <laughs> the plug of the week. <laughs> Yeah, get over there, uh, especially now because uh, well, we might as well just bring it up. The reason that we that we pl- plug this so much is uh, exactly what's going on the last couple of weeks. Our web host it has start thro- started throttling us because we're using too many resources on the on the uh, server, which is a good and bad thing. It, it, you know, obviously it's good because we're getting a lot of downloads and and you know people apparently like us or they're just trying to fill up their time with meaningless schlock. The bad part about it is is that we're probably going to have to upgrade our host because the current web host. We're as far as we can go with these guys, and uh, we've basically outgrown them. So we're probably going to move to a new web host that costs considerably more. Uh, so we're not sure yet, but uh, I'm, I'm continuing to work with support, and uh, that's where this money goes, is hopefully paying off a year of hosting with the new host. So it's, it's all for not. You know, it's, it's not like we're just begging for money for you know so we can sit here and drink Mai Tais. And, oh, Mai Tais sound really good right now. Yeah, change of plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I'll just have my ties. Fuck it. No, it, it, I mean that's the problem. Is uh, you know, 
I put the show up Christmas Eve and nobody could get it. It was, you know, the, the download was stopping right away and all kinds of stuff. And I put a ticket in, but of course it was Christmas. They didn't get back to me. And then on the 26th, I got through to somebody finally. And they basically said, we've already served up two terabytes of data for the month. And it was only essentially halfway through because there was only two shows up by then. And uh, the third one was barely going. And uh, I worked with them a little bit more. And I found a couple things on the site that I could change around. And we got it up and running now. So right now we're running, but uh, I don't know for how long. So it's a very good possibility that the site might be down for a day or two when we move it if we can find a new web host. But first got to find the cache to do that. So I've been shopping around at web hosts and um, just dealing with tech support more and more and more. So uh, if it is slow, if you guys go to the site and it's slower, downloading the show, it's slow. We apologize. We know there's a problem. I think I fixed most of it for right now. But, uh, yeah, we're growing, and that's what happens when you grow. You grow past the uh, the web host. This is our third one we've all outgrown, so that says something, I guess. <laughs> Maybe if we didn't have all these five-hour shows. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the last week's was oh. under two hours, I think, and it's... T- yeah. Fuck it. Oh, well. Hey, you guys talk too much. That's all this. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. 30-Minute Review. That's right. And, <laughs> you know, I don't have a review tonight, so we should be under <laughs> you, two you, hours, right? Yeah, but you've, you've, got, you've got an hour's worth of what, what I've played. That's true. <laughs> I'll drag that out. So, yeah. Uh, you know, so please, like like we said, we, we, we hate not... We hate asking for donations when you don't get something back. And, and, you know, if you want to do that, that's more than fine. There's a donations thing on our page, on our website, over on the right side, on the, um, in the strip there. But we always try to get so that you get something out of it as well. So the Audible podcast thing is really nice because, you know, you, you can get this free book out of the, out of the deal. Uh, you might even like it. it. It's actually a pretty cool service. Uh, you can convert the file so it works in your PSP Go or whatever device you have. So, yeah, audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation. The link is out on our webpage as well and on our show notes and all the different sites. So check it out. All right. I think we're off to a good start here. <clears throat> our European listeners are probably like, what the hell? We start with American football yeah. until you confuse them. <laughs> and then we segue into being throttled, which I think in England's a good thing. Well, if you pay a little extra, <laughs> throttling is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what Mistress tells me. I, I'm not sure. Anyway. Just got to give him a good rogering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit randy. All right. Uh, who wants to take this first one? Because I'm probably taking number two, I would assume. Yeah, I'm taking number two. <laughs> well, I forgot my plus one mace, so I don't think I can do this first one. <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'll read the fucking thing. All right. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is coming to the PlayStation. I thought he was going to segue into it. I, thought that I don't was do segues. Last... That's your job, Joel. I just say fuck it and do it. Fuck it. Do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons uh, Daggerdale is coming to the PlayStation. And uh, who put this up? Ray? I think Ray put this up. I think so. Yeah, Ray put it up. All right. Uh, so you go yes. to, over to the webpage over at psnation.org. Check it out. He's got an article up here talking about uh, this new Dungeons & Dragons game. And this is the first time I looked at this? Holy shit. <laughs> this looks really good. <laughs> We've also got a trailer embedded in the in the uh, story, which I haven't watched because I haven't... Uh, God damn week. Um, <laughs> no, but this looks pretty cool. But a D&D game, it kind of looks like... Like, uh, I don't want to say Demon Souls, because then people are like, oh, it's too hard. Um, 
but I it's mean, like it a looks, hack and slash game, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Hack and slash. It uses the fourth edition rule set, which I'm sure to some people means uh, a lot. Oh God, I don't like the fourth edition. <laughs> I want to go back to the third edition. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Gary Gagax. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. <laughs> No, I, hey, has there been a good Dungeons and Dragons video game? I used to play Dungeons and Dragons as a nerd kid way back in the day, but I don't think I've ever really fully experienced the fantasy world that is Dungeons and Dragons outside of the board game. Uh, pardon me, I would not play that crap. I was busy with Star Frontiers. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I know that the Dungeons and Dragons games were really popular on the PC for a long time because when I worked at EB, they went like crazy. And I, I, it's funny because you mentioned the whole rule set thing. That shit used to come up all the time when those games come, came out. They would look at the back, what rule sets are you? I was like, oh, third edition. Oh, God, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As I piss off all the Dungeons & Dragons fans. <laughs> Which is even worse since it started here in Wisconsin. Oh, well, whatever. Oh, the trailer looks pretty did cool, I, though. You know, did I tell you at Comic-Con they had an entire area set up? To play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, they had that at PAX too. Okay, yeah, yeah, they had all the people sitting there, and you know, come sit down and learn if you have if you've never played before. <laughs> the first Ooh. taste is free, kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, the first yeah. taste is free, kid. <laughs> yeah. So join the fight, spring of 2011. That's what the end of the trailer just said. Just saying. No, it looks neat. It, it, it's it's pretty cool. So if you're interested. Get over there and check it out. I know Ray was actually pretty excited about this one, so I'm, I'm sure I'm just pissing Ray off, too. You don't understand! It's all about the rules and <laughs> plus five against dragons! And I have no idea if Ray sounds like that, by the way. So <laughs> if he does, he's not invited on this podcast. Yeah. Just saying. You can only have one doing it that way. Oh, Give me shit. a call, Ray. We'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> we have to hear your voice first. <laughs> hey, Joel, how's it going? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, shit. All right. Uh, on to the next one. Uh, this pretty much just came out today, but uh, the reports are out, and Black Ops has uh, gotten the distinction of most pirated game of 2010, uh, mainly on the PC, of course, but I'm sure the 360 version's flying around quite a bit as well. Yeah, so uh, congrats to Black Ops. Another outstanding award for Black Ops uh, for being the most pirated <laughs> game of the year. Uh, they're saying that uh, the PC version of Black Ops has been pirated an impressive 4.2 million times. Uh, the newest wow. Call of Duty bested Battlefield Bad Company 2 that only got 3.96 million downloads. So, you know, hopefully, you know, better luck next time, Battlefield. Better luck next time. <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> so you know, they, they talk about this, but a lot of times when you see people doing this, it's only for a LAN party and then they, then they usually delete it because you can't play it online or whatever. Because I know we, we've done that at LAN parties a couple times where a guy didn't have the game. He didn't have any way to go buy it because we were out in the middle of nowhere. And we'd throw it on there so he could play online with or, you know, play multiplayer with us. And he couldn't play it online, so it's not like he's stealing the game. He was just playing it with us for that weekend. And half the time when he was doing it, the next time the dude came to the LAN party, he had bought the game because he liked it so much. I'm not saying Percy's good. I'm just saying that's... I've seen that a lot. Percy's <laughs> bad. Okay. <laughs> well, they said there's a. It's already racked up a billion dollars in sales in 2010. Well, obviously, it just came out, but a billion dollars in sales while they've had 4.2 million illegal downloads. Yeah. So that what's that like a 
is that two, you know, like $20 billion if it's not pirated? Interesting. Uh, I would say Still that a lot of money. more people have Doesn't Black Ops it... than have Wii's at this point. It <laughs> <laughs> could be true. <laughs> what do you think so about that, that was the... There's so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yes. On the 360, what the highest... Dante's, Dante's Inferno wound up being the most downloaded pirated 360 game. <laughs> really? And, yeah. Well, who's going to pay for that shit, right? Well, Don, yeah. wow. St. Elmo's Fire, well, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that was your way to get your God of War on if you only have a 360. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, <laughs> everybody except for the guy that's getting Dante's Inferno as one of his prizes from Extra Life. That one's cool. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's the best Actually, one. Actually, that one is cool because I think that's the collector's edition one. That's one of the ones that Mr. Rubenstein sent over. Anyway. Super, <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy 2 is the most pirated game on the Wii. Well, who wants to pay full what's, price for a game that's with five-year-old tech? <laughs> what's not on this list? PS3. It's not even listed. Oh, there's pirated games, but they, yeah, it's still pretty limited. Well, not for long. See, I segued. We're trying. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, I put you, this on here so I guess yeah. I can talk about it. Uh, basically, you know, there's there's always been these groups trying to crack the PS3, and uh, a group called Fail Overflow at the uh, there's a conference going on right now. It's basically a hackers conference, and they have basically said that they have found the secret code that allows you to play any uh, any code on a retail PS3. Uh, it's the security code that, that Sony uses, basically. It's their encryption. And uh, it's called the ECDSA code. So apparently, we're recording this on Wednesday. Apparently on Thursday, they're going to be showing video proof that uh, you can do this. And I, 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 the, the best part about this whole story is that they actually come out and say, oh, this isn't about playing pirated games on the PS3. This is about getting Linux to work on the PS3. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they travel and have a conference just for the Linux support. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there, there's going to be a bunch of stuff up there. They're t- they're saying that Sony's PS3 security is epic fail, quote unquote, and all this other bullshit. Uh, I wouldn't say it's epic fail when it took you five years to crack anything. It's just my opinion. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big story though. It's been all over the place today. And uh, they just started a Twitter page. There's also a website, failoverflow.com, uh, but the first O is a zero, so failzeroverflow.com. And, uh, you know, they said they're going to have proof up on Thursday, so we shall see. But they're saying that uh, almost every current or every firmware so far is vulnerable, 3.55 and possibly beyond, and it will be very difficult for Sony to fix the described exploits. So, yeah, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on this one and find out what's going on. But if you hit the link yeah. on our show notes, it goes over to NeoGAF, and they've got three videos up of this presentation they did today. And about 30 minutes in, that's where he really gets into it. So there mm. you go. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking of pirates, Yar. the PS3 and PSP are getting a music unlimited service powered by Curiosity. Hey. Nice. So no more dirty, dirty pirates getting their pirated music you can pay for it now <laughs> <laughs> all right um 
Yeah, it's eventually coming to the U.S., Canada, and other places uh, at some point in 2011. Uh, there's a basic service, uh, which is £3.99 in the U.K., and €3.99 in Ireland. I guess that's euros. Uh-huh. Is that a euro? I can't read that. <laughs> the the premium premium service is nine ninety nine. Um, hmm. Basic service has radio and preset playlists, um, and the premium offers top one hundred channels, which are regularly updated, Ooh. customizable lists and stuff. Yay! <clears throat> so you don't have to listen to Come On Eileen every forty five minutes. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they have about six million songs on in their catalog, so yeah, it's. I guess it's a nice little addition if it, that's it, something you're looking for. Maybe it's it's uh, nice, but I would have preferred to see Pandora support at this point in the game. You know, I, I, I yeah, you know, Pandora has a free player, and then you can also you know up your service, whatever. But this one doesn't have a free one. You know, basic service is already costing money and. Would you guys use this? Personally, I wouldn't. I have a massive, massive library of music. Oh, God, I thought here. I was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, well, we talk about that, you know, beforehand. <laughs> we don't talk about that when we're recording. No, I have a huge library of music here at home, and I just push that to wherever. The PS3, PSP, iPhone, whatever I need it. It's right. it's running on a home server here, um, but something like this not so much because even with you know I have Pandora and all that stuff on my iPhone. I even have the the Sirius app on my iPhone because I have Sirius uh, radio, but I don't use them at all. You know I'm yeah. I'm pretty much using the stuff that that I have. Right. Um, I've noticed that I that I never really use it. I'm more interested really in the. Um, the video service, the vid zone thing that they have in Europe, um, which is oh, like the, the TV, the BBC player, and all that stuff. No, just th- there's a thing called vid zone, and we forgot to talk about that. Somebody I think mentioned it in in the email, um, but they it's free videos, basically music videos. It's like MTV used to be. Um, <laughs> what is this MTV you speak of? <laughs> yeah, and it's just <laughs> part of your part of the xmb and you just go in there and you could just watch a ton of videos which is kind of cool that i'd like to have yeah um but it's where this curiosity thing that sony seems to be really getting into bed with them because a lot of their stuff like on the what's their whole station that's their whole network backbone now so when you log in okay when you log into the to the playstation blogger or any of the forums it's all that curiosity black backbone. So I yeah. I don't know if it's a different service or if Sony owns it or not, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's basically their way of tying everything together like Xbox Live is. And I think that's the same thing that's going to be running in the background for the uh the new app coming out for the iPhone and Android. Cuz hmm. you're going to be able to I don't I don't know exactly what you can do with those apps yet. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of adware and all kinds of bullshit like you know, when you go into the store, you see all the ads for the new games and everything. I'm sure that's what it's going to be. But, you know, you can look up the trophies for all your friends. You can see which friends are online, kind of like the trophy apps that are out there now. Um, but I, I bet you anything is that curiosity is kind of going to be the entire backbone for the entire networking service at, at some point. It seems like that's where it's going. 
Yeah, they they seem to. Yeah, because I've I've noticed that popping up all over the websites and everything else that powered by and yeah, they seem to. Yeah, either they own it or they're deeply in bed with them right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. It, I don't think I'd use this either. I mean, I have Pandora on both of my, you know, my iPhone, which is now my iPod Touch, and um, my Android phone, and I dicked with it once just to see what it was all about, and I thought it was kind of clunky, and I just went back to my MP3s, because I have, like, 40 gig of music, and it's music that I know I like, Yeah, and that's always been my problem with paying for satellite radio is... When I got my truck, I got satellite radio free for a year, and I, I would use it every now and then on the drive because I didn't want to fumble around with anything else. I'd just turn on the comedy channel or something. But once that year was up, I didn't miss it at all because I have my iPod right there. I have all the songs that I know I want to listen to, and I control what I listen to. I don't just you know pull the, the arm on the slot machine and hope that I get something that I like. <laughs> and that's all it is with these services. Yeah, I think I try it for free. But to pay three ninety nine or whatever it's going to be here in the U.S. just to, for the basic service is not something I'm interested in. Yeah. I do like the Zune Pass, though. I have to. I'm not. I got to give Microsoft credit for the Zune Pass because that service is really good. And what they do for that is that you pay like a monthly subscription fee, and you have access to the entire catalog of, of music. Well, so you can. It's like it's like renting basically. You can download any album, any song, as long as it's part of the part of the the uh, membership, which. They have almost everything out there, and that was really cool. And I used to subscribe to that for like ten bucks a month, and then after I got rid of that, I'm like I had to go out and buy all the CDs and download all the music. So if this were like that, I would seriously consider it. But this is nothing like that. Hmm. This is just like uh, like you said, Pandora or Last FM, where you type in an artist, and then they pick what they think is going to be the most fitting artists and songs to go with that artist. And half the time, at least from personal experience, they're nowhere near. Accurate. You, <laughs> you know, type so. in Stone Double Pilots and Fall Out Boy comes up. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're typing Steely Dan and listening to No Doubt. It's like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Well, you know, they're both kind of <clears throat> jazzy, right? Wait. Yeah. And they, they promote, well, you can skip tracks because some of the other services will let you skip tracks to a point, but then after that, you have to pay for a subscription to skip more tracks. This says you can skip tracks, but if the tracks aren't that good, who cares if you can skip them? You know, yeah. so... I'm kind of with you guys. I, I like to choose and listen to what I want to listen to rather than having some radio station or uh, app like this dictate it. Plus, last but not least, I'm an audiophile, and I prefer uncompressed audio whenever possible. Me CDs, too. vinyl. So I Laser very rarely... Yeah, exactly. Well, CDs are compressed. Uh-huh. A little bit. Not as much as an MP3. Yeah, but... Zing. Stop. Go get your super audio CDs and get your LPs, get your vinyl, and <laughs> go get the band to sit in your basement and play their fucking music. <laughs> wow, I could just hit a chord and Josh. Wow. <laughs> All right. So what time are you coming over? <laughs> I still have all my old albums. That's awesome. Yeah, I had to rip a bunch of them because... I was not finding them anywhere as CDs or MP3s or any of that. So I ended up ripping them all, hooked a turntable <laughs> up to my computer, and <laughs> I had to pull all of them off of there. That's partly why I have this gigantic music library. I have a bunch of them, too, but they're all comedy albums. 
<laughs> like old Rodney Dangerfield and uh, uh, Great White North. Barbara Streisand. Well, and, of course, Barbara yeah. Streisand. That's the funniest one of the bunch. Uh, <laughs> you know, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip and all my Cheech and Chong records. And yeah, I think I have one that has music, but I can't remember what the heck. It might be a Genesis record, actually. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, we're well, talking yeah, about this, the SRB. Well, this last one, I, I just found this, and uh, no real story out there about it. But um, yeah, the ESRB has raided a bunch of PS1 titles for the US. Of, of, of course, we don't know if they're actually coming, and we actually don't know when or where they're coming if they are. But uh, some pretty interesting stuff. A couple that made me actually say hell yeah. So uh, on the list include Ark the Lad Three. Legend of Mana, R4 Ridge Racer Type 4, hell yeah. I was actually hoping they would bring one of those over. Uh, Threads of Fate, Vagrant Story, and Xenogears, which is a game I own and I like. So, uh, very, very exciting stuff. We need a new Ridge Racer, by the way. Go back to the, go back to the basics. Mm. Instead of so heavily into drifting. Go back to the basics, yo. Uh, I love that Ridge, Ridge Racer 7. That was it's, at launch. It's good. I mean, it was Ridge Racer. I played 6, the hell out of that. Yeah, I liked it, but it could have been so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the first Ridge Racer, that was pretty much the best game you could get for such a long time on the PlayStation. So I played the hell out of that game. Uh, got the black car. Got everything. I, I just man, I, I was just addicted to that game completely. So I'd like to see one that kind of goes back to the old basics of. Just straight racing, getting through as fast as you can, not worrying about being Tokyo Drift Racer, basically. <laughs> Which is what it's kind of turned into lately. Yeah, I had fun with that on 7. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. I still own it. So okay. as long as you don't pull it all the way back to, like, NES and Rad Racer. Ooh. You know, pr- press, press select to pick a, one of three horrible songs. Ugh. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Rad Racer was terrible. You gotta go all the way back to the twenty six hundred and play Grand Prix. There you go. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you had the oil that would make you go and slide over a little bit? <laughs> yep, I remember that. Oh, how about that awesome, awesome pole position on the twenty six hundred? I played the <laughs> hell out of that when it came out. I did too. Wow, that's pretty sad of us, hey. <laughs> yeah, you suckers were playing that. I was playing the much more. Uh, Fancy version on the 5200. That's right. right. That really awesome joystick. Well, see, I was playing uh-huh. it on the 2600 before the 5200 was available. Ooh. Yeah. It's because you were a sucker. No, it's because I was old. Wait, you're old, too. You're older than me. That's right. <laughs> My parents weren't rich like yours. I didn't have a 5200. Yeah, I actually bought that on my own. I saved up all my money, and I bought that on my own. <laughs> ah, come on, admit it. You were earning it under the 58th Street Bridge. Explains why you like it so much. It wasn't Kmart. Where was it? Kitty City, maybe? What? Kitty City? Yeah. That's a old uh, toy store from, well, the Northeast, I guess. It was in Jersey. It was all over Jersey. To, next to Buy Me Toys? <laughs> oh, they, had a, <laughs> they had a kangaroo as their logo, mascot, whatever, I think. A kangaroo. That's been a long time. Wow. Kitty City. We had Children's Palace and we had Toys R Us, but I don't remember Kitty City. Interesting. Yeah. I've seen East a couple Coast of Kitty maybe. Cities, but no Kitty Cities. Yeah. 
nice. All right. Uh, well, what we're playing, I'm just going to go because I barely did anything. Uh, honestly, I was with the family for like five, four or five days. Well, there's one thing I did, and it's being delivered in two days. I bought a, t- I bought a 3D TV, yo. Dick. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's going to be delivered on Friday, hopefully. I can just see him calling Friday morning. By the way, we can't, uh, we can't bring it for a couple more weeks. <laughs> so yeah, I bought the Panasonic Vera 50 inch plasma 3D awesome sauce. Came with uh, glasses, and then it came with um, a starter pack with a Blu-ray player, which I gave to my buddy's parents, and uh, two more sets of glasses and Avatar in 3D on Blu-ray, which I'm immediately putting on eBay because I can't stand that movie, and it's going for like 150 bucks on eBay. So why not cash in now? Wow. Well, it's the only way that you can get the 3D Blu-ray until 2012 is through by buying a Panasonic wow. TV. Yeah. That's a long time to wait. It's ridiculous. For- so, you know, I don't like taking advantage of people, but if they're going to spend that kind of money, I'll I'll put it up there. I'm not going to open it. So, <laughs> as well. Yeah. So that's going to go up on eBay tomorrow. Uh so check out Torque. Oh, that's uh <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I bought that uh Really, I only got a little bit of time to play anything before. Uh, I actually edited the, the show about an hour after I bought that TV. I was sitting at a friend's house, and we were watching uh, It's a Trap, which is the Family Guy th- uh, take on Return of the Jedi, which is extremely funny. Really, really good. So we were watching that, and I was editing the show. Uh, played some Mass Effect 2 demo. I played through the even the spoiler part of it. Really liked it. So it's a little weird still for me, but... I could kind of feel the RPG-ish stuff going on in the background when I was shooting stuff, but um, pretty neat. So, I, I like I said, I promised the PR guy I'd play the game, <clears throat> and I'll hold my promise. Uh, played a bunch of Zen Pinball. Uh, you know, my parents have a PS3, so uh, I kind of took over the TV finally because I couldn't handle the family anymore. And uh, played some Zen Pinball. And I was playing the, the Haunted Table, trying to be Gruel Score, and I can't. I was just getting so pissed off. So, now that I'm back at home base... On my own TV and on my own couch and everything else, uh, Gruel, your, your score is going down. I don't know how long it's going to take me. It's going down. So, so I'm just saying. Uh, also, a game I'm probably going to be writing a review for, hopefully in the, in the next day or two. Uh, it's a PSP Minis title, a space shooter for two bucks. I talked about it a little bit last week. Still really enjoying it. It's it's worth every penny, seriously. Get out there and buy it. You can play it on the PS3. You can play it on the PSP. It's a fun shmup. It's got some funny banter between the characters. It, it really breaks up the action good and or well, and it's really fun. So, uh, one of the better minis titles I've ever played. Uh, a lot of Angry Birds on my phone, because like I said, I was trying to not deal with the family thing, and I just sat on the couch and played Angry Birds on my phone. Uh, so, it's a fun game. It's it's addictive, I will say. It's, um... Oh, just one more. Oh, just one more. Alright, just one more. I can't figure this one out. Yeah. Uh, also the Vietnam expansion for Battlefield Bad Company 2 I really like it and I've seen especially on NeoGAF tons of people complaining about it uh, that they don't like the maps except for one map I don't see that I'm, I'm seriously really enjoying it I haven't played it a lot but I like what I've played so far so I guess that's why I'm not doing a review yet because obviously I'm missing something or I'm just not as pissy as everyone else <laughs> uh, also DC Universe Online I finally got on and played that Pretty much just got through the opening section where you're setting up your character. You go through kind of, I would assume, what's the tutorial and got into the lobby or into the safe house, and then I stopped. 
Uh, my character's kind of like Batman, a little bit. Of course, uh, I tried to call him the Illuminati, and somebody already had the name. What the fuck? <clears throat> so I just called him Torgo. <laughs> you know, imaginative. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of like Batman, but I can do these really cool moves, and I can climb walls for some reason. It just it just happened. I'm like, oh look, I can climb walls. So, uh, so yeah, I play a little bit of that. I I don't know. I, I, it scares me. I got into the lobby, and there's all these people running around and everything. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of like PlayStation Home. And then I see him doing all these weird moves and everything. And I'm like, oh, God. And I don't know what to do. I, like, right away, I don't know what to do. I don't know. It's freaking me out. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, I need somebody to take my character and build him up for me so I can go play. That's what I need. <laughs> Just get all the mundane bullshit out of the way so I can go beat shit up. That's all I need. So, we'll see. Uh, and then last but not least, I was really surprised by this, but uh, it's a free download on the, on the PlayStation Store, the Buzz Quiz Player. So ah, essentially, yes. you can play Buzz with the regular controllers. It's pretty neat, It's but it, it's not the full Buzz game. It's essentially you're just doing 30 questions. I'm fine with that. I'm really happy about that. 30 questions? Yeah, mine had 30 questions. Wait a minute. You sit and you say, all right, I want to play a game right now. Yeah. You go through 30 full questions in one sitting? Yeah. Mm. But it's it's not all the pie throwing. It's not all the other stuff. It's just questions. So you buzz well, in maybe. With... Well, all right, go ahead. Well, no, ahead. You, the thing about it is it's just easier to get to. It's it's very easy, easily accessed because it sits on your X and B. You, you launch it. You can play it with the buzz controllers or you can play it with the regular controllers. And you can do four-player. <clears throat> and the nice thing is, if you have Buzz Quiz Packs installed in your PS3, it'll use those. And you just play Buzz. You just play the questions. You don't play all the other weird little party games. So it's just straightforward <laughs> trivia, like you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I think maybe that's why you got 30 questions. Did Do you have any of those packs downloaded? Yeah, yeah I have like Okay, that's why. Because I tried the the one thing I tried was a pack that I don't have. Okay, talk about that and, thing because I didn't try that. Okay, yeah, that's when you play a pack that you don't have. It basically becomes a demo. Uh, you get five questions and that's it. Oh, okay. Five questions, game over. Okay, you know, so that's why I was like, wait, thirty? What? But that's because you already have those packs. That makes sense now. But see, that I kind of like because it actually gives you a way to try out some of the questions yeah. and decide whether this pack is worth downloading or not. And of course, they make it insanely easy for you to go buy those packs. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> it's just a click of the button. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. neat. I mean, it, it, it was very straightforward. It wasn't you know giving me the opportunity to... I only want these questions or whatever. It pretty much just, I think you, I think you can actually say, I just want to play this pack, but I just yeah, said, go for can. it. And it pulled questions from all of them and it was still showing video clips. It was still showing pictures. So, but it was, I, I really liked it because it's, it's quicker. You just, you're in and you're playing trivia and you're just, you know, you're just playing for points. There was no lightning round. Yeah. There's no nothing. It's just boom, boom, boom. So really pretty neat for free, especially. Uh, the fact that you know you have those packs on there and they'll use them, and uh, I, I'm I'm actually pretty surprised and and very happy with it. So, very but very no cool. trophies. So, <gasps> that's right. All right. So yeah, that's pretty much me. That's uh, me obsessing over this 3D TV now. 
So, and that's why All I know right. it's not going to well, show up. Fuck. <laughs> since I was in on that buzz quiz player, I'll just continue from there. All right. Well, let's make sure Joel's um, awake first. Joel, you there? Is he? What? Joel? Huh? Hey. Huh? He left. Huh? Huh? <laughs> that's okay. I'll put him right back to sleep here. Put your little head down on the pillow. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Set. And go. All right, I started with NHL 11. Oh, God. Yeah. NHL 11. Played a little more of my goalie career. Awesome. Um, jumped into home real quick just to check out our video. Saw it for about five minutes. I was like, yeah, that's our video. And then I left. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody else does, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, but don't forget, uh, if you didn't get our, our home t-shirt the first time, if you stay through the whole video this time, you'll get it until, uh, I think, like, January 6th. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. But I've seen our video. I, I was there when we did it, I think. But you were actually watching when you were doing that? Wow. A little bit of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> which you could probably tell if you listen to it. Um, <laughs> I suggest you go in and just turn the speakers down, really. It's... <laughs> yeah, uh, GTA Four. I decided to to put back in because I thought, oh, you know, I've been through most of it, and I could probably just blow through a lot of the story missions. Fuck, no, you can't. Yeah, it's right. not set up in a way that you could just blow right through the story missions. Uh, I got through a couple, um, but then I kept getting bogged down immediately. Like, hey, I'm over here. I need you to come pick me up. Hey, you want to go out? Hey, let's do this. Hey, I can need you. I was like, I just want to get to the next story mission. Um, so, yeah. Played that for a couple hours and just stopped. Um, Monopoly Streets again. <laughs> yeah, I saw you playing I've, that. Dude, I've got all but the online trophies at this point. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. And the online trophies... No, I have like one or two offline that I still need to get, but they're very random type trophies. Like, get 120 in rent on the utility... So you have to own both utilities and you have to have somebody else land on it by rolling a 12. <laughs> so it's completely random whether you're ever going to make that happen. You know, you can't make it happen. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So that's what it's down to. Like that and some online trophies. Uh, I don't know. That that could potentially be a platinum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be the first one. Um I popped in iPad real how, quick. How like, bad would Christmas? that be if that was your first platinum? I got it in my streets. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, see, the funny thing is, the other one is if I if I ever put in God of War one again and beat it in under five hours, I got a platinum. That's true. But I just I just haven't felt like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I threw an iPad like the day before Christmas or Christmas Day just to see if it was still alive. Um, and <laughs> it's just laying on the floor, tattered. Yeah, it was looking pretty tattered, and he had some Roll flies flying filth. around him and everything. And <laughs> so I gave him a quick wash and huh. fed him because <laughs> I I got it set up and I'm waiting because it's it keeps loading stuff like okay you've unlocked this you've unlocked this because it's been X number of days. Sure. That I've quote unquote been playing it, even though I haven't touched it. Um, 
So it's telling me all this great stuff I've unlocked while I'm waiting for the menus to come up. And the pet goes and he drags his his food dish out and he looks at it and he looks at me and he looks at it and he looks at me <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, so I fed him and I bathed him and then I turned it off. <laughs> nice. So it's like owning a uh, real dog. Yep. <laughs> um, Sounds like the Sims minus pissing on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't set it on fire yeah. yet, have you? <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. I, I can't make that happen. <laughs> Um, uh, I put in Echo Chrome and Tiger Woods 11 when my dad was up here. They came up, uh, Christmas Day. And, um, Echo Chrome, it, they were just like, uh, my head hurts. <laughs> the first one or the second one? The first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I showed them the demo for the second one because I hadn't, uh, downloaded it, uh, upstairs. Um, and Tiger Woods 11, because he's a big golfer. Sure. Um, and I pulled out the move controller, and I'm showing, and look, and when you twist your wrist around, and you do, he's like, whoa. You know, and I, I hit a couple shots and everything, and I hit from the rough, and he was like, well, that was odd, because I took a full swing deep in the rough, and I didn't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you want to try? He's like, I had no. <laughs> so but he was he was fascinated by the technology you know it was a big deal so um mlb 10 the show finally went back into that because i was on a baseball itch there sure that i needed to continue a little bit um mm-hmm. not much nothing exciting just uh a game or two um afterburner climax because it was five bucks Indeed. on the PSN right now, um, so I finally played that. That was fun. It's well, it's an arcade game. You know, it's a short arcade game. It's a great um, representation of the arcade game, though. It's it's basically it pixel is. perfect. Yeah, it's it's neat. But yeah, that's you have to know that going in. That's that's why I waited and I saw it's five bucks. I was like, I could do five bucks. That's sure, fine. sure. Uh, I finally, this has been sitting on my hard drive for a long time now, but I finally played it, Shatter. <laughs> Jeez. Awesome. Yeah. Like game. yeah. Yeah, that one, I just, I never, I just forgot about it, and I didn't pick it up until that went on sale or or something. It was for PlayStation Plus, or I don't know where I got it, but yeah. I got it when it was cheap or something. Um, I just never got around to playing it. Um but that's really cool. That's a neat... That's another one, like... Um, oh, what was that? I guess Tank Battles? Is that mm-hmm. the name of that game? Yeah, I picked that up because that was 99 cents on the store. Oh, was it? Huh. Yeah. Um, that was like a couple weeks ago. And I played that. And I was trying to tell one of my friends, I was like, this is like if Atari combat. did an update of Combat. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And yeah. Shatter is like an update of Breakout. You know? Yeah, Shatter was one that In a way. Mark and I found at E3 and fell yeah. in love with right away. And, and it's it's essentially Breakout, but you you can use R2 and L2 to like do a push and a pull uh, yeah. on the ball. And, and you can make the ball a different thing where you know... Uh, where you can control it more or it becomes bigger and it breaks through everything. You have... Uh, 
some that are sideways, some are that are traditionally up and down, um, boss battles, and well, except for the DGR guys uh, who think it's terrible, but the soundtrack is really cool, and uh, it was done by a local DJ down in New Zealand by where they where they are. And uh, actually, I played that over Christmas too when he said that. <laughs> I actually played that for a while, and everybody was like, "What are you? Pl- you're playing Pong?" So I had to kind of choke. <laughs> like, oh, this is a great game. So yeah, it, that that's still, still one of my one of my favorite PSN titles. It, it's just it's so much fun. It's on for PC also on Steam. But uh, yeah, I love that game. Yeah, neat game. Um, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. No, of course. Actually, I played just that a too. little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got back into Red Dead Redemption. And I thought, all right, it's been too long. I love this game. I need to sit down. I need to go through some story missions. Yeah. And somehow I got sidetracked with hunting or something again. (laughs) And I'm now like an expert hunter or something like that because I killed a dozen coyotes and wolves and all this stuff. I was up on some mountaintop somewhere and they just kept coming at me from every direction and I just kept killing them and skinning them and left and right. And I walked out of the mountains there with like 20 of them. I was like, what the hell? I remember when the game came out and I was online with like first MJC and a couple other people and we went up to the bear preserve and those bears would like sneak up on you like ninjas and just take you out with one swipe. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. I did actually play through one of the missions and (laughs) And then, I guess on my way back from that mission, somebody took my horse, and I was pissed off, and then I saw some animals, and I started shooting at them, and then I got my (laughs) horse, and then I wandered into the mountains, and then I just became the expert hunter. So (laughs) So there you go. He came out two weeks later, a different man. (laughs) Speaking in tongues. That kind of game, man. Uh, it's a great game, though. It um, is. Yeah, there's something to be said for a, a world that's so enchanting that you can just literally walk around and shoot other shit and not care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, Need for Speed Shift. Nice. Which I have not played since I went to the preview thing in Manhattan. <laughs> um. And now after playing Gran Turismo and Blur and Split Second and all these other games. Needs work. Mm, yeah, it needs work. Yep. Definitely needs work. It was a great start, uh, but it needs a lot of work. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of odd graphical things that go on, which just completely take you out of it. Um, yeah. Going into and out of each race, or even, you know... You finish a race, they start to show you a replay, and you hit the button to get out of it. Well, you're looking at the race, all the cars on the track disappear. And then a split second later, the track disappears, and you go back to the menu. But that's enough to just throw the whole thing off and go, oh, this is just, you know, yeah. bad game programming. It's almost whatever. like they built it in the Unreal Engine, honestly. Because it kind of reminds me of that kind of thing, when you whenever you play... Some of the Unreal Engine games, even on other platforms, even on PC, where it'll load the textures in after you get in, and you know everybody complains about it. It doesn't really ruin the game, but 
I think I, I, I kind of see where you're going with Need for Speed, where when the cars disappear, all of a sudden that augmented reality that you think you're a part of is gone. You're like, wait a yeah. second, oh, it's a game. You know, whereas Grand Turismo 5 or even a Forza 3 or something, everything's there right away when you get into it, and, and you have that realism around you the whole time, and you, you just never really get pulled out of it until you get back to the menus. Yeah. And, it you know, it's a, it's a very small thing, but it's enough to to throw that out there and just, you know, kind of snap the reality of it, the yeah. virtual reality of it. Um, it does have some neat things going on with it, though, with the, you know, when you're in the car driving um, and you can kind of look left and right. And when you hit things and when you crash into walls and all the way, the whole the whole visual representation changes. And even the audio, um, too. Yeah. 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 They did a really good job yeah. with that. And that's that's kind of where I say they they've made a very good start because they've they've pulled you into the realism a little bit more with that, but at the same time there's too many other things that pull you out of the game. Yeah. 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 So I played that for a little while. Um just got through a couple levels on that. Um and then I need to chill out a bit, so I went back and played Flower. Uh, ah. Yes. <laughs> uh as that's if playing Monopoly game. Streets wasn't chill enough, you know? <laughs> hey, that's an intense cutthroat capitalist game. You get I your daughter back win. if you mortgage the house. I don't, I don't play just to win. I play to destroy my opponents. <laughs> oh. Not the way I play it, yo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I played through a couple levels of Flower. Uh, that, was, that was cool. I love that game. And then, yes, I popped in 007 Bloodstone, yo. Wow. I had such a smile on my face playing that game. Because the the whole beginning is the stuff I played at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but then you to, you know, the opening credits. And I was like, dude, it's James Bond movie. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat how they did that. I mean, they really uh, emulated that well. Yeah, the whole thing just feels like you're right in the movie, watching a movie. I mean, it doesn't look that good, um, but it plays that good. Like, it's just the feel of it, you know? It just, yeah. they really did a good job with the pacing and the the emulation of, like, the credits and and the song. The song wasn't spectacular, but, you know, it all fits and everything. Um, it was really neat. You know, the faces are a little stiff and all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's but, nice um, that M M and uh, you know uh, Craig, uh, Jesus. Daniel Craig, yeah. Daniel Craig, and and, and what's her name? Uh, Dame, Judy Dench, Dame Dame Anda or whatever. <laughs> Judy Dench. I know. <laughs> uh, no, Dame it's Edna. cool. It's cool. Those voices are in there though because it kind of again it pulls you in. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. I'm really having fun with that. I'm. I think I'm about halfway through actually. Um, so yeah, I want to finish at? that up. That's really fun. Uh, and Uno, yeah, I have to, you know, it's Uno and that's fun. And that was always one of the, one of those games on the 360 that I was constantly playing, but man, I have to turn off all the sound, yeah, all the audio in that. Cause it's so obnoxious and annoying. Yeah. The music, the voice, ugh. that's probably uh. my highest played 360 Xbox live arcade game. <laughs> I used to play it constantly. Well, that was the one. That's that's that odd game that you can put on the 360, play that game anytime, day or night, 365 games, 
365 days a year, and you will find somebody online playing that. You'll find yeah. four players online playing it instantly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was playing that game in that weird section where they added video, but they didn't have any <laughs> controls on it yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That, uh, that was pretty messed up. The dangler. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I, think, I think I saw Brett Favre. I'm not sure. <laughs> so you couldn't um. see it. well now that he's in the poorhouse after that fifty thousand dollar fine yeah that's right which i figured out is two percent of his annual salary (laughs) not that i was interested in figuring that out Uh, anyway uh yeah so i played through some of the tournament stuff on that it's you know i played the psp version more but it's an identical copy of the one that's on the PSP. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. That's it the same company. Nice. I, think, I think Gameloft made both of them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. would be nice if you could buy one and the other came with it instead of yeah. having to buy them separately. But still, you know. I mean, it that's wasn't cr- that big a game that it needed two versions. That's just crazy drunk talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. That was all I did. Joel? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he I was. <clears throat> I did go crazy. All right, well, I'm I'm more like Glenn, where I didn't have a ton of time, but I managed to squeeze a couple games into Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Eve, I actually picked up this last week the uh, Driving Force GT wheel from Logitech. Sweet. It was on sale nice. at GameStop for one twenty nine. I keep hearing you guys talk about it, and many other people on Twitter just raving about the wheel and the experience being improved playing Gran Turismo and other games with it. So I figured what the hell it was on sale for 129. So I grabbed it from GameStop and Christmas Eve. I played a couple hours with my new wheel playing some Gran Turismo five. Sweet. That was pretty cool. And to my pleasant surprise, there was some Christmas music in the menus. I'm so <laughs> pissed off. Did you get your free car? I think so. Yeah. As soon as I fired God it up. Damn it. I, w- I didn't have my Gran Turismo five with me. Oh, crap. Yeah. And I didn't log in Christmas. Oh, well, Come can't you just on! can't you just change the time, the date on your works. PS3, or is no, it going to know all, from servers? I think it's from servers. Son of a bitch! Yeah, and then somebody actually tried to log on to their Japanese account because they had a different car over there, and it would not even install on the US one. <laughs> Yamuchi. <Interesting. laughs> so you like Grand yeah. Turismo Five though, Joel? I am, yeah, and I like it even more with the wheel. Yeah. Because you're in that first-person perspective, be it premium or not, it's, it's nicer to have that, that same sort of perspective mm. with your controls. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it would be like, and I haven't tried it yet, playing like um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit with the wheel. I don't know if they have that same first-person perspective. I personally I... don't like using a wheel with the third-person view. That's just based on years of preference. I don't know if that's, that'll be different. I don't know if... Hot Pursuit has wheel support, and honestly, I don't know if I'd want to play that game with a wheel because it doesn't. You're not really making really sharp turns or anything else. It's more of an arcade racer to a certain extent. So I don't know if I'd want to play that with a wheel. That's well, I want to try some, something else yeah. with the wheel. Any suggestions? Obviously, Gran Turismo Five is great with the well, wheel. What uh, what else would be uh, shift? Something I should play. Shift? shift was supposed to have it. Yeah, I didn't actually try that. I didn't pull the wheel out. I just use the controller um but it's supposed to have that i it was in the back of my mind that well, i should probably try this with the wheel 
I think um, Shift is a uh, greatest hits now too. I think it's down to like twenty nine bucks or something new. I, I think could, it is. I could even yeah. loan it to you, Joel. There you go. Even better. Yeah. Hang, keep yeah. talking. Cause I'm gonna look through the manual real quick. Cause I have I have a Hot Pursuit sitting right here. See, the problem is a lot of the other games, a lot of the other driving games are, well, F1 would be a good one, the Formula One games, but all the other games tend to be more arcade-y, and they just, uh, for me anyway, they don't suit a wheel, the arcade-type racers. Actually, Ridge Racer 7 plays really well with a wheel. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have a hard time, I think, playing that with a wheel. I have an old Mad Cat's wheel from the PlayStation 1. For all the Ridge Racer titles. Oh my gosh, I yeah. had one of those. I still have oh, mine in the box. Geez. I sold that on eBay years ago. Oh. Yeah, they don't talk about a wheel at all in here, in the manual. I'm not saying you I can't I, use it. Yeah, I thought I read somewhere somebody was, was playing it with the wheel and said they were enjoying it. So yeah. I figured I'd give it a shot. Yeah, it's not what a the hell? Idea. Bought the $129 wheel, I might as well play more than just one game with it, you know? Damn skippy. <laughs> I, lo- I love the wheel too. At the, the degree of turn, I think there's 900 degrees of turn. The force yeah. feedback feels pretty darn good. Yeah, it's actually it's forcing enough where it feels sort of realistic. I used the Microsoft wheel on the 360, and I did not like that a, a lot. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a PS3 show. <laughs> fuckers who keep accusing but us of that. <laughs> which which game did you use it for? Because it seemed to be built only for one game specifically, and every Forza other two. game was just kind of Forza eh. Two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I used it for. For me, it was comfort. I couldn't find a, a comfortable position to put my body in and put the wheel on my lap or clip it anywhere where I felt comfortable. And part of the problem was the way the the pedal board was sliding around the floor. Yeah. So I really like mm. I really like this GT wheel by Logitech. It has that uh, traction piece that you flip over on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Basically sticks in the carpeting, so your your foot pedals are not moving at all. <clears throat> so I like that a lot. It makes it makes the comfort level much more satisfying. I agree. Easy to I, play. It's such a great wheel, and and the thing is, I mean, there's more expensive ones out there, the G25, G27, but honestly, I looked at those, and then I looked at the GT4, so I'm like, really, this is all I want, and and seriously, whenever you would see them uh, show things at Polyphony when they were showing off the game, they were using the GT4 like nine times out of ten. That's the, I mean, that's the, the been the de facto wheel for such a long time, well, now Thrustmaster's got that $600 one they just announced, but uh, I mean, for... Roughly a hundred bucks to one hundred twenty-five, you're getting everything you need unless you want to use a clutch. That's and and if you want an actual shifter to go through six six uh, gears, because this is just up and down. But I mean, like you said, the force feedback is so well done on this. You feel every bump. the The stiffness of it is great. It's adjustable. It's it's just it, it's such a great package for the price. And it makes indeed the yeah. So much I haven't made a note. I felt guilty about it because it, I'm not even sure it makes sense. But $129 for the quality of wheel I got feels like a pretty damn good deal. And I had to like correct myself in my head, like, no, that's that can't <laughs> that can't be right. That's a lot of money, you know. But yeah. for some of the cheap shit you buy nowadays for a hundred bucks, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to name any names. There's a lot of shit out there. Uh, 129 bucks isn't that bad a deal. I would never spring for the the $600 wheel. I, I'm just not into oh this genre that that much. But that thrust wheels for the people that pay. That, that's for those people that build a whole cockpit. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I have a friend who build. is almost there. Jeez, <laughs> I, he bought the PS3 back when they were taking backward compatibility out of it. He bought it then, 
waiting for GT5. Oh, jeez. Because he wow. wanted to have the one with all the backward compatibility, all the USB ports. We were talking to him about it, and he was like, oh, that's the one I want. And I, I want that, and I'll, I'll just wait for GT5. Wow. And now that's all he's playing. He's got a whole setup. It's just an entire... And he has it hooked up to like a some kind of computer monitor, a large computer monitor. Um, and he's got the whole setup with a special chair and, you know, the the really super expensive wheel and everything. He's kind yeah, of building well, himself a little car there. <laughs> you know what he doesn't have? That's right. 3D. Ah! <laughs> That's true. Got to lord that over him. Eh, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, since we're talking about GT5, we might as well just derail Joel even more. <laughs> we got a tweet not too long ago from J.S. Carp, and he said, uh, what's the point of B-Spec in GT5? Does anyone think it's fun? And I don't even know if you guys have tried B-Spec yet, but B-Spec is where you yeah. have a driver that you manage. So it's basically like you're the uh, you're the pit boss, or the pit boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll Change on 22. Change on 22. Uh but you're you know you're running the pits and you're on the radio with them and, and you're basically selecting these things saying you know be more aggressive do the same be less aggressive that kind of thing so you're not actually racing you have a different driver that you're managing and uh, so he's asking if that's fun and I, well Josh you, you you know what it is have you have you tried it yet yeah yeah um, my problem with it see I I don't remember whether I think I tried it in three. And maybe four, but I thought, all right, this time I'm really going to get serious about it. And I'm going to do it in five, and I'm really yeah. going to, you know, yeah. Um, I put my driver out there. My car is not that great that he's in, and I'm just constantly telling him, be more aggressive, be more yeah. aggressive, be more aggressive. See, that was something I found right <laughs> it's not away. working. Because everybody's bitching about, you know, my driver sucks, he keeps spinning out. I, because you can give him a car out of your state, uh, out of your garage, yeah. So I gave him a better car. I actually had I beefed up this Skyline, this like 1979 Skyline that I have. It's not even a premium, but it, it's a nice car. It's it's one of my favorites actually. So I've been racing that car, and it handles extremely well. It's got good kick off the line. It, it it's it's quite fast. You know, I put a couple upgrades on it, and that I, I have one loss with my with my B spec guy, and the rest have been wins because he has a car at that level that is better than the other cars. So yeah. he doesn't have to, be, have to be as aggressive. So I let him be aggressive the first lap, and then I tell him to slow down, slow down when he's out in front, and he stays calm because you have to watch. There's this meter on, on how pissed off he is compared to how cool he can be, and if you can keep him kind of at the middle, he's going to drive fine. And I think also with the roll of the dice, because you can keep re-rolling on your guy when you're creating him, I made sure to have one that was a little bit cooler than, than regular. And... Yeah. My beast, but and I think now because I have this three thirty or what is it three hundred thousand dollar Toyota racing car, I might just cheat and have him race with that because that thing's just a beast. <laughs> <laughs> I had one race where it said uh, there were no the, you, you didn't have to have a certain type of car you could just use any car. I'm like fuck it, I'm using that one then. I was lapping guys. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, Joel, have you gotten that far yet? Have you gotten to try beast spec at all? I'm not really interested in that, to be honest. I mean, I want to try it just to see what it's all about, but it sounds like NFL head coach to me, you know, versus well, Madden. I'd yeah. rather play the game versus tell the dudes what to do. But, but my here, understanding here. was you're going to get a lot more cars that way. Yes, that's the thing, and you get more money. 
So yeah. uh, okay, that's kind of why you start going that route because, and that's why I did it. I'm like, ah, oh, I bet you there's a couple cars I want in there, and I still want to learn it anyway. And and you make a lot of credits, and and it's an, but I mean, honestly, I was sitting there playing, and I was getting bored. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, all right. So I'll, I'll basically do like four or five races, and then I'll stop. So I just do it in chunks. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, truffle shuffle your way through there, and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and that way, yeah, because my understanding was uh, I'd read, I guess, on a thread on VG Evo, um, a couple people were complaining that th- they were having trouble with the progression, um, yeah. that they couldn't, they never had enough money and they had to keep going back and rerunning these races. And uh, everybody else was like, do B-Spec. That's what it's there for. It's there so you can make some money, you can get some more cars, and you can then use that money to get the cars that you're trying to, you know, move forward with in your ace back. Right. And I was like, ah, so they really tied it all together a lot yeah. more. I mean, you, know, you can actually go through without ace back, time. but it's going to take you yeah. a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the other thing about it is, um, you know, I, I've actually. I, the way I'm kind of approaching it is I've got three or four vehicles that I'm beefing up like crazy. Of course, they're not really the cars I should be beefing up, you know, according to all the, all the people out there. But, you know, I've got that 70 Dodge Challenger that I've done every upgrade I can to it. And I've got my Dodge Ram because there was that truck series that I had to get through. So I beefed that up just because it was fun and that's the kind of truck I own. And then I've got that Skyline that I absolutely love. I think it's just such a fun car to drive that I've been putting more into it because it's. I win a lot of races in that car. It's so well balanced. It you know it, it's it's light enough that I'm not squishing through and, and understeering in the, in the sharp turns and it's a great car. And and I think that's kind of the thing that's great about Gran Turismo is is you can take 20 people and they're all going to approach this game differently. And I think that's what's so much fun about it is then you get online, and now that they have credits and experience points available online in the races, that makes it so much more compelling to get on and play with your friends because now you're getting something out of it too, besides bragging rights. And also I think that that kind of, to a certain extent, forces people to race better online instead of being idiots, you know. So, (laughs) yeah, it's I I really want to focus on that a lot before... A couple of these games in January show up actually, so that's one of my plans. I mean, not I'm not bragging honestly. I'm excited, but I'm actually kind of waiting for that 3D 3D TV to show up, and I want to get the steering wheel down there. And and the funny thing is, I wanted to take the other PS3 downstairs because it has wireless built in, but my GT5 save and everything is on there. And I I heard in the last patch I might be able to back it up finally, but if I can't, I'm taking my mm. 20 gig model down there, and I'll, I'll have to hook up the wireless bridge to it. Just because I want my save file on my 3D TV. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that in terms of 3D gameplay, I'm probably going to be playing GT5 a lot in 3D. That's just my guess. Anyway, I'm anxious sorry. to hear more about it. Yeah. Sorry, Joel. We'll, uh, we'll get back on track now. That's okay. And now I'm going to go really fast. <laughs> I also played on, on Christmas Day the Sly Collection. I finally threw that in. It's been a game I picked up a couple weeks ago and never got around to playing. I, I didn't get very far. Played a couple hours, but wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really impressed with with the conversion. I'm really impressed with how sharp it looks. It just everything. It seems to have made a, a smooth transition over to the PS3. It almost feels like it, it's meant to be there. So, 
Just just think of when Shadow of the Colossus and Ego come out with that rebuild. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I Man, cannot wait. I can't. I know. Yeah. And I, I'm going to prevent you from derailing me again. The Sly Collection, I've never played. <laughs> <laughs> Sly, the Sly Cooper series. So this is not only uh, my first experience with it, with it on the PS3, but it's my first experience with it in general. So I've obviously played other stealth games before, but I, I just like the way this is set up and a little bit more, um, how should I say, casual towards the stealth genre, and I like that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not too hardcore into that, that genre. Yeah, they're cool games. No, you can derail me if you want. Sorry. No, we're good. No. Okay. <laughs> so I was watching the Pam Anderson Tommy leave. No. Start talking. I played some Horde. I'll get to that in the review. Uh, and then Sunday, I played some God of War 3. So I went back to my... I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption lately, but I went back to God of War 3 to play some of that. I'm still making my way through it. I beat Hades. I acquired the Claw and the Soul of Hades, which the is a cool weapon. And then I uh, acquired the head of Helios, which was fun. Walking nice. around with dude's head, shining the, the bright lights out. So progressing along through that game, it's not much more to, I can say about that. I also picked up, well, long story short, I am completely redoing my man cave. So I've got this really big Yay. rec room in my basement. It's, all, it's finished off, but it's kind of paneling and some shitty carpeting. And um, I've had some water issues down here. So I've fixed all the water issues, and now I'm going to clean the basement out. I'm in the middle of gutting it, and we're going to drywall and just refinish it all off. New ceiling, new lighting, and all that good stuff. <laughs> so ba- nice. basically, I, I had to take my, my gaming rig, which is really down here in the, in the rec room, and move it to the, the guest room. And I ended up with a much smaller space, so now I feel like the dude in the apartment who can't play Connect. <laughs> 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 That's me now. So I'm in, a, I'm in a guest room, and I've basically stripped down my, my setup just to get me by for a couple months as I do all this work down on my PS3. Obviously, I'm not going to play Connect in that small of space, but because because I've got a, a big receiver and 5.1 surround sound and all that shit, I didn't want to hook that up temporarily in the the guest room. So I went and I, yeah, I went and picked up the Turtle Beach headset, the Ear Force DPX 21. Ooh. We've been talking about. Oh, you jerk! <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing exclusively with that. So God of War Three sounds pretty damn good in that headset. Hell yeah! And I I like the I like the excuse. Hey. Wife, I have to buy a headset so I can do this whole man cave. <laughs> All right, sure. <clears throat> That's awesome. And then, of course, Josh and Glenn are my witnesses. Once this basement is remodeled, 3D TV is going up on the wall and a nice new mount. That's right. So, she said, she so. said that. She said it. I am not going to remind her. No one that listens to this show is allowed to remind her. Please don't tell her. <laughs> That's yeah, what the man said. He, he said that. With That's all what he said. So much. <laughs> Come on, man. Play into my story here. (laughs) Once the basement is done and I'm about to mount the TV that I have upstairs in my makeshift man cave on the wall, then I will remind her. Oh, no. No. This will be a 3D TV here. I'm headed to the store. I'll be back in two hours. (laughs) Glenn's on his way. (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the best thing about the whole man cave once he gets it done we're all invited to the party that's right oh, yeah yeah <laughs> I want our Scotland friends to bring, a, to bring a barrel of that scotch we keep hearing about oh my god oh my a quarter god. barrel of scotch in oh. my new man cave once oh. it gets set up I'm thirsty <laughs> that was it for me sweet 
All right. Well, boy, the second half's going to be really short, I think. Uh, we're going to take our break. When we come back, we will uh, do Joel's review of Horde. We'll act like we have emails, because we'll just be recounting a, a very long voicemail that we got. Talk about some <laughs> other stuff, and uh, we'll get the heck out of here. So we will be back. Okay, well, it is time to talk about a game that we all talked about in PlayStation Home, and you can go see that currently in the community theater at Theater 10 in PlayStation Home. Well, as long as you're in North America. We're working on that whole Europe thing still. Uh, Joel is going to regale us with tales of Horde. That's right, I am. I just came up with that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I, I don't, I'm not even going to go into the review. I mean, that, let's just leave it right there. All right. Well, on Wrong. to emails that we don't have. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. And we've talked about Horde a little bit, I think, two episodes ago. So I'm going to try and not you know, go over everything we've already discussed and just hit on some of the other points. But also trying to give it a, an overview. So I might hit on a few things we've talked about before. It's a PSN title. It's, uh, it's by Big Sandwich Games. And it's available for fourteen ninety nine, so it's a little bit more on the higher end of the PSN titles as far as price. Uh, there is not a demo currently available. I did check; I didn't see one out there. I don't know if they're planning on it or not, but currently there's not one up. Well, but if you uh, want to see how the game plays, you can go into PlayStation Home in the community theater. Oh, well, sorry. Audiblepodcast dot com slash PS Nation. And I think it's our second video in that episode. Yeah. So it starts off with uh, dead. The hell does it start off with? Is it Dead Nation? Thanks right? for playing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So it's, the truth is out. Both Josh and I don't watch the video. <laughs> god damn you both. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just playing. So Horde is a it's a fast paced arcade action strategy game, and that's how they label it. Because frankly, I didn't know how to label it, and I think that works. Fast-paced arcade action strategy, probably more on the strategy side of things. But basically, you play as a dragon, and the goal of this game is to collect as much treasure as you can in a given amount of time. So the main mode, which is treasure mode, gives you 10 minutes to go through and just get as much gold as you can. Sometimes you're on the board by yourself with the very early levels, and some of the later levels in the single-player campaign, you end up playing against other enemy dragons. Of course, when there's other enemy dragons playing with you, you're competing for the treasure in addition to forming some strategies to prevent them from stealing from you and so on and so forth. Basically, uh, the, the whole to get the treasure, what you do is you, you burn villages, you yeah. kill knights, yeah. destroy, destroy castles, 
And then you capture princesses for ransom. That's just a couple of ways. There's, there's quite a few ways, and especially as you get further in the game, you get more and more uh, ways of earning treasure. But basically, you just go out and collect the most. You have a home base, so when you go out to these different areas and attack and then loot them, basically, and bring to collect the treasure, you then need to return to your home base to put it into your stash, if you will. So you can only carry so much treasure at a time. What ends up happening is you're out attacking, looting, go back, uh, leave the gold, and just kind of rinse and repeat over and over again. Of course, there's all sorts of strategy that's added on top of that, like there's little thieves that'll sneak up to your treasure when you're not looking, or when you're hopefully not, when they think you're not looking, try to steal your treasure. You'll have, um, when you capture a princess, you'll put her in your home base, and you'll have to wait a little bit of time before you collect the ransom for the princess, and you have to actually protect her as being a, a kidnapped basically so you'll have like knights from the castle start attacking you trying to get the princess back so you sometimes have to watch your home base keep track of your gold in addition to going out and collecting treasure and that's where sort of the strategy comes into play um a few different modes of play i mentioned treasure mode there's also princess rush which basically is just the first player to ransom 15 princesses there is horde mode which is survive as long as you can and the only way to replenish your health is through collecting princesses. And then there's co-op mode, which basically puts you and either um, different players or friends of yours, either online or locally on your couch with you, and other AI guys together, or you can just play cooperatively with AI mm-hmm. if you'd like. There's, there's no competition in co-op mode whatsoever. But if you go to like treasure mode, for example, you can take that online, and you can play with other dragons or other people out there. So pretty cool multiplayer is both offline and online i could just mention that and when you set up an online match you have the ability to set the slots as private or public which is a nice feature for those people that don't want to play with douchebags (laughs) (laughs) josh random douchebags oh (laughs) yeah that's me (laughs) (laughs) the douche you know uh Let's see, the, uh, the graphics. Graphics are hard to describe, and here's, here's why. Basically, the game is set up, and it's made to look like a board game. So they, they lay this, this fantasy world in front of you, but they do it in a board-like looking setting. So you'll see the, the table sort of on the outskirts of where your board is, and then the actual topography of the board and the pixels and the graphics tend to be a little bit more on the mellow side because I think they're going for the whole it's it's more of a board game. They want you to feel like you're playing like a D&D or a strategy style of board game. So they don't I think purposefully make the graphics look overly flashy or over overly graphical. It's it's really just enough to get you what you need to play the game. Yep. I think the graphics are are good. You know, they're basically they're competent. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's not really that important to the game and frankly if they were too gorgeous, I would find it distracting. So I'm kind of glad they, they took the route they did, making the graphics sharp enough and pretty enough just to get you by to be able to play the game, but it doesn't detract or increase the, the game at all to me. Agreed. The audio, uh, most notably, there are no custom soundtracks. And that is notable because the music that you get to listen to over and over and over again, yeah, eh, it's not that good. And it can sort of start to, to drag on you after a while. And it's 
it's this fantasy sort of music. It's not techno. It's it's just the I don't I'm trying to think of what game it sounds like. Reminded me of an Xbox game, so I'm not going to name it. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> basically, it has that real like generic fantasy music kind of playing on around in the background. It's it's not memorable. It's not a good melody. It's it just ends up being it gets old really fast. So I wish there was a custom soundtrack feature, but unfortunately, there is not. Uh, you can though go into the audio settings and turn the music way down and turn the game's audio way up. Indeed. So you can sort of, you can sort of work around it. You know, get your MP3 player going or something, which I would highly recommend, especially after you play this for a while. That music really starts to bug you, or at least it did for me. Yeah, but it bugged me a little bit too. We were actually talking about that when us when we were playing when we were recording it for the home thing was uh, it's it's neat music but after a while you just you start grinding your teeth. Yeah, definitely. I went into a lot of the gameplay previously, so just to kind of gloss over that real quickly, you can up, upgrade your dragon to different stats as far as uh, how much treasure you can carry, how much attack he has, or um, the speed, and then the shield. So you can upgrade that as you go. Uh, adds a little bit of, of depth to the strategy, but you know, every time you start the game, you start with a fresh, a fresh dragon, and you're always you're like building from scratch. So very similar, to, similar to Pixel Junk Monsters in that regard. Which even though you upgrade your your guy to be able to put the different towers down, every time you reset the game, you you lose all that and you have to start over as far as earning the <laughs> earning enough money to get to the towers. And this is just like that. Where it, so. Upgrading your guy is only important to that specific match, and you right. have to take into consideration the map, who you're playing with, how aggressive the other dragons are, and you know how how the other villages and, and all the defenses that are available in the map basically will dictate how you upgrade your character. So I personally, I didn't find a ton of strategy there because I was more reacting to the map I was on and, and the situation I was in than I was trying to proactively uh, get ahead of the folks by just using the upgrade tools the game is fun i enjoy playing it but i think i enjoy playing it in small spurts this isn't a game i want to sit down for four hours and play it's 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 a good time but it usually i play for about an hour or so and then i kind of grow bored of it and i go on to something else it, it's definitely is something i'm going to keep coming back to and i think over the over the course of a long period of time it's a game i'm probably going to get pretty deep into but just generally sitting there and playing it not the most interesting. It, it sort of gets bored. After, it gets I, boring after a while. Yeah, I think this is one that kind of lends itself to uh, when you have people over as well. You know, and the whole fact that you can do, you can mix and match the the multiplayer with like one person online and three on the couch or two and two that kind of thing. And especially when you're playing a non cooperative mode and you're competing against everybody else, you know, the push and the shoving starts really happening when you're all on the same couch. And I think that's kind of where. It's something that would be longer lasting, but I agree with you. When I'm playing it online, even after about an hour, I I, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go do something else. Maybe we'll play it tomorrow or something." Yeah, exactly. It, it's just an, it's not overly addictive and it's not overly engaging. Where I feel like I've got to sit there and I can't peel myself away. It's just not one of those games. <laughs> Unless you're Safari's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for some people it's going to click, and for some people this game is just going to be fantastic. You know, for others it's. You know, like myself, it's it's well. Let me finish. <laughs> um, the multiplayer is fantastic, so I, I totally agree. You know, playing with friends, be it online or on the same couch, probably even better, is a great time, and is a completely different experience than playing it on by yourself. 
So it's the same game, but the uh, the tension totally different. The way the, the your friends will play the dragons also very different than how the AI plays the dragons. So you find yourself learning different strategies just for the multiplayer and who you're playing with, and that added a lot of replayability to the experience for me. And a nice thing is the game is fairly easy to pick up. So if you have friends over, it's not like you're trying to get them into this really complicated world and the complicated button presses. You literally can teach them this game in just a few minutes. They'll get the basics of it, and the game sort of teaches you the rest as you go. So it's pretty nice as far as having friends over and just quickly throwing them a controller and being able to play together, which I was able to do, and everybody seemed to have a good time playing it. So I even had a guy over here who barely plays um, console games, and he's able to pick it up pretty quickly, understand it, and have a good time with it. So totally agree, Glenn. The multiplayer is where it's at for this game, and yeah, you can sit there for a few hours doing that. I like the game's style, the presentation, the graphics. Like I mentioned earlier, it's it's a board game setting, sort of a fantasy world. I really like that whole presentation. The one thing that I'm struggling with this game, and ironically we, we sort of mentioned this in our talk of Need for Speed earlier, is there is a hitch in this game. And it's 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 nothing major, but it's it seems as as things are getting too frantic on the screen or as there's too much going on, the game will pause a few seconds here and there. Yeah. And I really it's it takes me out of the experience and I hate, I hate to make a big deal out of it because it's really not. It's just a few seconds, but this style of game, which is more of a strategy game, I mean, you really want to be completely immersed in the experience. You want to forget all of the things that are going on outside of the video game that you're playing. And you just want to be taken away to this fantasy world and just have a good time. Sure. When it's hitch, when it's hitching for a few seconds here and there, it takes me completely out of the experience. I'm reminded I'm in my man cave. I'm thinking about all the work I got to do tomorrow. You know, it, it just, it, it <laughs> thinking about the party he's going to have. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, overall, I'm, I'm giving the game a B minus. Um, I would have given it a B if it wasn't for that hitch. That hitch does pull me out a little bit, uh, but it's a fun game. And if you've got some strategy players that can play with you, I'd highly recommend it. But if you're looking more for a single-player experience, it's above, it's above average, but it's nothing that well, I would say you, you must buy. One of the things that, that kind of helps with the single-player, though, is that it does have online, online leaderboards uh, with friendsless support and everything, so you can filter it by friends. The other thing is, I mean, they've been really reactive to people's uh, you know concerns about some of the things in the game, and they already released one patch, and I know they're they're working on at least another patch, and they say they're even working on DLC. So it's a game that I have a feeling is actually going to get a little bit better with time. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those that's... I, I agree with almost everything you said there, and, and it's it's a great game. I think it's one of the more unique games out there. It's very easy to pick up and play. And, you know, there's a couple technical glitches in there that are annoying, and they... Luckily, they got rid of the exploit that was there. There was this exploit where you could just really go to town with your dragon. and uh, But I, I also like the fact that the games are timed. So you're not sitting there like playing StarCraft for two hours on one map because everybody's so equally skilled. You get ten minutes. So it's these little little chunks of gameplay, and you just keep going and going and going. It's all about the score. It's all about who won that round, You know who got the best score, who did this, who did that. And I think that's what's so appealing about it is that it's old-school, easy-to-play, great game, that there's a lot of 
there's a lot of things that can happen in the game randomly that affects how how well you do and everything and and that again with the multiplayer i think that's where it really shines is it's one of those games kind of like calling all cars where you've got it in little spurts and you know you're just playing with your friends trying to beat them and trying to get the best score and uh yeah it, it's 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 nice and unique that's one thing i really like about it it's unique and it's good unlike unique and crappy but i'm going to buy it because it's unique no it's actually good that's a good point too i didn't think of it that way it's sort of like a gateway drug for the more yeah. the deeper strategy games you know and and obviously playing those types of games on a console is hard because you don't have the mouse and it's very difficult to figure out the button presses and how you're going to get everything to work properly right in this game you got to give it credit for this it, it's very easy to control and uh takes a strategy experience that typically is not for consoles and, and makes a, a very good console strategy experience and the and the best thing is it never takes itself too seriously I mean, seriously, you're a dragon and you're burning down castles and you're uh, kidnapping princesses for ransom and you've got thieves that are trying to get into your horde and steal your money and you've got knights coming back in to try to save the princess that you kidnapped and you've got mage towers being erected that are firing magic balls at you and, you know, it's it's just, it's so whimsical. <laughs> magic, yeah, magic balls. balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to call them. They're big, glowing magic balls. I don't know. But, I mean, it never takes itself too seriously, and and they really mix it up with the maps. I mean, some of the maps are very simple. Some are are, are pretty big and open and and weird shapes and everything. And and it's it's a really neat blend of uh, very old-school board games, but at the same time, kind of the older games out there where where times were a little bit simpler. And uh, just it doesn't take itself too seriously. And that's what's so much fun about it. Yeah, we were talking about D&D earlier, and Josh was saying how there was a, a setup at, at Comic-Con where there was a bunch of people, I'm assuming there was people sitting there playing. You didn't say that, but you said there was a table set up. Yeah, there were a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. <laughs> With masks on stuff, they didn't you know, want to of be course. recognized. Basically follow the smell. But back in the, what is this, early 80s, mid-80s that Dungeons & Dragons was really huge? I mean, this is before graphics are what they are today. Yeah. This is back when all we had was Pong and the Atari, as far as interactive distractions. <clears throat> so, <laughs> nice to see, uh, just back, I, I'm losing, losing I see my what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking about Family Guy. You know, when you go to the movie and they say the name of the movie in the movie? Ah, there it is. <laughs> I don't think, no, Josh said that just there was tables set up. And I think trying to teach somebody how to play Dungeons and Dragons nowadays would not go over very well. Because <laughs> there's all this sensory overload with our consoles and with 3D TV and with all this stuff. To sit down and try and convince somebody that, hey, close your eyes and imagine this is happening, I think is a much, much <laughs> tougher sell than it was 20 years ago. And, you know, back on topic... This does a good job of that, making you feel as though you're in a fantasy world, yet sort of reminding you that it's like a board game. <laughs> but it's still only in Dungeons & Dragons that you can attack the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we didn't have any uh, emails this week, but uh, we got this one voicemail, and it was from our buddy Puma Oblivion. But he took like four and a half minutes to explain something that I can kind of condensed down to 30 seconds. So his whole call was about the Neo Geo Station stuff and how expensive it is because there's 10 titles there, they're $8.99 a pop. It's pretty expensive and there's and there's no bundle, which I thought there was going to be a bundle too. And there's no bundle. So if you want all 10, it's like 90 bucks. 
Look at that. It was under 30 seconds, and I just explained the whole thing. Uh, so, but I mean, he, you know, he, he talked a little bit about the pricing and, and, and all that stuff. And uh, I agree. I, I, you know, in one instance, I do agree quite heavily that I think they came out a little bit too expensive. And the fact that there's no bundle where you could buy the whole pack for 50 bucks even or something like that, uh, I'm not very happy about uh, because there's some great games there. But at the same time, there's probably three or four that you don't need to buy. I mean, there there are definitely some titles in that in that initial ten that stand out way more than some other ones. Uh, I would say that you can skip Art of Fighting completely. Uh, you might even be able to skip the first Fatal Fury. I mean, it was decent, but compared to a lot of the other games that are out, I mean, you can get King King of Fighters '94. That's a much better game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have you guys even tried these Neo Geo games yet? Play a couple. Of I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. What'd you play, Joel? We talked about it last week. I played uh, Baseball Stars. Ah, yes, yes. So I haven't had a chance to play it since last week, but I did check that out. And then that one shmup that's on there, the shooter. I forget the name of it. Alpha Mission Two. There you go. That wasn't too bad. I was enjoying that. Yeah, that's that's one of the first shmups that they brought. Actually, that might be the first shmup they brought out for the system. Actually, and I own it. Uh, and, and that's, I guess that's my counterpoint is, you know, they're eight ninety nine a piece on here, but when they came out for the Neo Geo themselves, they were 200 bucks. Now I'm not saying that, oh, it should be, it, that, that totally justifies the price. It doesn't. I mean, these are old games. They're essentially 16 bit games. That was not a 24 bit system. Like they said, they're 16 bit games on a very beefy system. They're great games, but they're arcade titles. They're not made to have longevity to begin with. So they're a lot of fun to play. I mean, Metal Slug, obviously, you're going to have a lot of fun playing through that multiple times. But, you know, this isn't Ark the Lad. This isn't, like, these huge epic adventures that take you 40 hours. Um, I mean, with me, it's a lot of nostalgia. I'm a huge Neo Geo fan. I, I, I just love the system to death. There are a ton of games I love on there. But, honestly, yeah, I, I think you do need to be a little bit more uh, selective about it. And also the fact, and, and we said this earlier, but... The fact that they don't work on the PSP and the PS3 is, in my opinion, really crappy. You know, I, I mean, the, the, the TurboGrafx games, if they ever come out over here, will be. You know, they'll, they work on the PS3, they work on the, on the PSP, you buy one title. Here, you have to buy the PSP one separately, and I, I think that's really shitty. So, barring that, I'll, I'll probably talk about... I don't think we're going to do any reviews or anything next week for the Game of the Year thing. I think that's just going to be the whole show, but... Uh, next time we talk about stuff, I'll probably go through the list of all ten titles and just kind of give a, a one-minute, you know, should you buy this, should you not. Because uh, there are some titles on there, I think, that are almost essentials. Uh, League Bowling especially. Man, I, I, you can get through a game in a couple minutes. It's so much fun to play, especially if you have another person with you because uh, it does split screen. And it's so great. You know, Baseball Stars is a good game, but Baseball Stars 2 would have been a lot nicer to have. Uh, it's it's better in every way. It, it's a very different game. Really, it doesn't. There's nothing really similar between them except for it's baseball. But uh, man, Magician Lord brings brings back a lot of memories too. <laughs> but it is neat how they all also uh, they all integrate. So if you have multiple titles, you can actually go to the the music player and the sound player, and right from that one menu, no matter which one you launched. You can uh, use R1 and L1 and go between all the games, soundtracks, and all the sound files. So it's kind of neat that you can do that. You can actually play the music of another game and all that stuff. But uh, unfortunately, the online really kind of stinks unless you're pretty close to each other. 
that's the other problem. So, thanks, Puma. We get it, but yeah, your voice phone was a little long, so we couldn't really play it. He said I would cut him off, and I really... It was so funny, because it was, it was seriously over four minutes. And within, I think it was at, at around 50 seconds in, he says, I'm sure Torgo's going to turn this off right away, because I'm bagging on Neo Geo. And I so wanted to do the voicemail just so I could turn it off and be a dick about it, but... <laughs> I figured I'd just do this. we got to cut him some slack. You mean, consider what show he's calling. <laughs> four minutes. That's nothing. That's short. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. No, no. It, it's. I just thought it was a little long to sit here and listen to because I get his point, and I agree. I mostly I agree. I, I think he's a little harsh about it, but I agree. But I think I also think I'm. I'm probably thinking that he's being harsh about it because I'm such a Neo Geo fan. If that makes any sense. Good point. Good point, Puma. Thanks for calling in. Try to shorten it up a little bit next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Joel, why don't you tell us about our uh, episode 198 where we're going to talk about our Game of the Year Golden Minecart Awards. That's right. Next week, we are going to have a little bit different of an episode. It's our end of the year, Game of the Year episode. Of course, it's the first episode that comes out in 2011, but hey, it's end of the year for us. So Indeed. We are closing the, the polls on our website by the time you hear this. It's closing at end of the year, December 31st. And then we're going to compile all the results, and we'll be back in next week's episode to share them all with you. And we'll, in PS Nation style, we'll talk about it for a while. <laughs> Four hours confirmed. <laughs> uh... so, you're going to want to hear this. Some of the, the votes we're getting in, it's some interesting stuff. So not your typical game of the year. Our community is throwing us a few curveballs and Indeed. surprising us with some titles. So I'm anxious to flush it all out and talk about it and keep... Thank you to everybody who voted. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome. Some very good responses there. Yeah. Uh, also, an update on the, uh, the, the the Extra Life prizes and stuff. Uh, well, first off, the Mod Nation Racers ones are going to go out Monday. Uh, we're going to start shipping next week. And uh, I, I'm Monday, I, when I get home from work, I will be uh, start packaging everything up. It's going to take a little while, guys, because i got a lot of labels to print and a lot of stuff to package up and stuff like that. But uh, actively starting next week, we are waiting still for a few addresses. So we're going to announce those people next week so they can make sure they get their address into us. And uh, but it, it's going to start. The, the, the craziness will start next week, and we'll get those shipped out as, as fast as we can, uh, money providing. So we've got to take it in spurts. <laughs> <laughs> and don't email take... us again if you if we if we haven't contacted you. Well, if I, I you've already only, I, yeah, yeah. emailed and given us your address, I'll let you know if we haven't if we don't if we haven't heard from you. So yeah. don't respond uh, again, please. <laughs> I, I, I can only take so much to the to the post office every day because that's essentially what's going to happen. Is during lunchtime at work, I, I work right across from the post office, so I'll be taking a a bundle of prizes and sending them out every day. So uh, yeah, they are going to start going out. Uh, we actually, I actually delivered a couple when I went down to Milwaukee for the Christmas per, uh, parties and stuff. So, uh, but we, I think we have all the prizes now. So EA got us the stuff they owed us. Uh, whoever's getting that EA sports pack, you're getting seven games. <laughs> of course, no NBA elite. Uh, so they threw an NBA jam instead. And I think the MMA. Yeah. Game, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. They threw an NBA jam and, uh, really took care of us. So, uh, again, man. And, and we'll be thanking them all, but thanks to EA so much because uh, that was pretty badass because who was taking care of it is actually on maternity leave. So I had to, I had to email a different guy. I'm like, no, seriously, she said we, she was going to send them all. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're all, they're going to start getting shipped out next week. And, you know, uh, we've got a lot of prep for the live show as well. So why don't we talk about the live show a little bit before we go. Uh, we're planning on doing it again in the afternoon here, Central Time. Be uh, you know, Take care of our European f- friends. And uh, so we're, we're talking about starting at roughly 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on January 23rd? 22nd. 22nd. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was on I was on the wrong calendar. January twenty second, roughly two p.m. Central Standard Time. We are at minus zero six hundred. Uh, we're going to be doing it from the Sanger basement once again. Unfortunately, Jesse won't be drunk because she's preggers, so uh, we won't have somebody yelling at Pooper when he calls in drunk. But it'll <laughs> still be fun. Uh, so we don't know, really know who's going to be there yet. Uh, I mean, it, obviously, we're going to have Josh uh, linked in from where from where he is in the bunker there in New Jersey. And uh, Josh, <laughs> Joel, and myself, and uh, Mark's going to be there. Uh, I, I'm assuming Mr. Sauer is going to be there, and uh, so we'll have to talk to those guys as well and see what's going on. <clears throat> so hopefully, we'll have more details in a couple weeks. But episode 200 will be on UStream, and uh, we're going to take some calls. Hopefully, hopefully we can get all this technical crap taken care of. We're going to have some high def cameras set up, at least one high def camera set up, and uh, multiple cameras again. It'll be a little bit more extravagant this time. So uh, put that on your calendars. January 22nd, 2011, episode 200. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) They always are. Indeed. All right, well, anything else, boys, before we go through the regular stuff here? Nope. (laughs) I saw saw True Grit the other night. Ooh, how was it? It's fabulous. Go see it. Another Jeff Bridges masterpiece. Jeff Bridges was phenomenal in that movie. He always is. Yeah, he always is. I'm a big Jeff Bridges fan, and he surprised me with how well he acted. Seriously. (sighs) Fuck. Check it out. Yeah, gonna have to. Gonna have to. All right. Damn you, Joel. All right. Uh, well, a lot of different ways you can reach us. Oh, also, before we get this, if you're trying to download the episode off iTunes and it's slow or it doesn't work, um, again, we apologize because of the website problems. Hopefully we got it licked. But uh, definitely as as an alternative, and that's part of this, is you can check it out on if you can get the Stitcher player from Stitcher.com or if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, uh, go to the App Store and look up FuriousGamer.com. Because the show gets uploaded to their servers, and it's not, uh, it doesn't really, you know, relate to our server because they'll already have the file. Uh, so that's definitely an alternative if you can't get the show. Uh, and a lot of different ways, though, that you can also get to it. Of course, you can come over to psnation.org, check out the articles we're putting up, check out the reviews we're putting up. Uh, I'll be, I'm actually working on a review for the Shark or the Frag FX Shark controller which is the new uh, mouse controller for a lot of FPSs. So I'm working on that a little bit, and uh, I know we've got some other ones in the works as well, and our writers, Ray, Justin, and Bill, of course, have been putting some great stuff up. Uh, I think Bill just did one on Tron 3D, right? Yeah, yeah the movie. Yeah, some the impressions. movie. Uh, so yeah. we got we got some really cool stuff up there. And uh, you can contact us. There's a Contact Us button over on the right side. You can hit that. It'll It'll allow you to send an email that way. You can also put your phone number in there, and it'll call you, and you can leave us a voicemail that way. Uh, or you can just flat-out email us at podcast at psnation.org. 
where you can leave us a voicemail in a couple of other ways as well. Uh, when Skype is actually working, which it, it's been pretty solid now, uh, you can call WDT-Torgo, or you can call a regular voicemail line at 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. Also, you can go over to Facebook and type in PS Nation and find our page over there and join our group. Be one of the cool kids. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at PJF Josh at Five Spot Joel and at PS3 Nation. Also on our webpage at PSNation.org, you'll see a bunch of info for all of us, including Mark. And I think some of the writer stuff is up there too, if I'm not mistaken. If it's not, it, we'll get it up there eventually. If it's not, um, but you can find our PSN IDs up there. You can find our Twitter feeds, all kinds of stuff over there as well. So if you have any questions about that, that's definitely the easiest way to get the answer. And remember. PSNation.org works on mobile devices. It works on my Android phone. It worked on my iPhone. It actually works. Pretty sweet. Uh, also, you can go over to VGEVO.com. Check out our forums and check out our podcast network with a bunch of other cool video game shows. And you can also check out AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. Sign up for the 14-day free trial. If you sign up through our link, you get a free book. And if you don't keep the account... You still get to keep the book, and if you don't keep the account, it still helps us. So uh, check that out. It's really cool. they got a ton of audiobooks over there. It's, it's crazy. Also, you can go over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash PSNation. And check out all our merch, our T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. i got some more ideas, and I think Josh has got a couple of ideas for different stuff, including a hoodie. You didn't get the hoodie up yet, did you? I don't think you did. I did not. All right. no. So we're going to put a hoodie up eventually. I'm, I might just do it if I get bored someday. So, uh, But we got a lot of cool stuff over there. Some Christmas ornaments. Well, now that it's passed, I guess you don't need them yet. But you guys buy them for next year. Just saying. <laughs> so, is that everything? Did I get everything? Stitcher.com, FuriousGamer.com. All kinds of cool stuff. Stitcher works on pretty much every mobile device. Furious Gamer is for those elite that have an iPad, an iPod Touch, or an iPhone. So... And then, Joel, why don't you tell us about our, our good friends? Yes, the lead-in music is from It Is Written. You can check them out, myspace.com slash band, and they are also on the Facebooks. Who isn't? <laughs> well, Josh really kind of isn't. <laughs> Facebook? Uh. Foosiebook? What the? <laughs> uh, shit. All right, well, next week, like we said, it'll be all about the, the Golden Minecart Awards. And uh, we'll see what the community voted on. We'll also see what our game of the year ends up being. We have some cool stuff coming up. There, I mean, there are a lot of tough choices this year, and uh, especially in the PSP category. Man, yes. really some good titles in there. So, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and hopefully Mark gets his votes done before we uh, <laughs> before we close the polls. Ahem. I just emailed him before. I'm like, lazy ass, get your votes in, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, are we done, boys? We done? We out of here? Yeah. All right. I think we're under two yeah. hours. Holy shit. Uh, again, apologies for the slow uh, website. Hopefully we got that problem taken care of. If we haven't, uh, we'll have to start selling plasma and get on a new host. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Game of the year, yo. Game of the year awards. Get out there and play some games. Have a great one. Later. I don't know. I'd be a lot better off if I would have studied more when I was growing up, you know? But, you know, where it all went wrong was the day they started the spelling bee. Because up until that day, I was an idiot, but nobody else knew, you know? <laughs> and the spelling bee day, you know, popped up. All right, kids, up against a wall. It's time for public humiliation. <laughs> Spell a word wrong, sit down in front of your friends. 
You know, that's great for little egos. Hey, look at me. I'm a moron. I wasn't even close. I was using numbers and stuff. That's why I admired that kid who spelled it wrong on purpose so he could sit down, you know. He knew he wasn't going to win, so why stand there for three hours? First round, cat, K-A-T, I'm out of here. <laughs> then as he passed you, <laughs> I know there's two T's. <laughs> I remember my teacher asked me, Brian, what's the I before E roll? Oh. Um... I before E. Always. What are you, an idiot, Brian? Apparently. So she explains it. No, Brian, it's I before E, except after C. And when sounding like A is a neighboring way. And on weekends and holidays and all throughout May. And you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. That's a hard rule. That's a, that's a rough rule. Plurals were hard, too. Brian, how do you make a word a plural? You put an S. You put an S at the end of it. When? On weekends and holidays. No, Brian. No, let me show you. So she asked this kid who knew everything. Irwin. Irwin. Irwin, what is he plural for? Ox. Oxen. The farmer used his oxen. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for box? Boxing. I bought two boxing of donuts. Oh, no, Brian, no. Let's try another one. Erwin, what is he plural for goose? Geese. I saw a flock of geese. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for moose? Moosen! I saw a flock of moosen! There are many of them, many much moosen! Out in the woods, in the wood is, in the woods in! The meat's wanting the food, food is to eating, is it? The meat's wanting the food and in the wooding in, is it? And the food in the wooding, is it? Brian, Brian, you're an imbecile. Imbecilin. What, he's speaking German, Brian? German. Jermaine. Jermaine. Jackson. Jackson 5. Tito. Brian, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, no. I don't know, really. I think the worst day that was the day the science project was due. Waking up that morning, that was fun, huh? Yeah. Your head would pop off your pillow. Oh, no. That's due today. I had nine months to work on it. I did nothing. I have a cardboard box. A boxing. And you'd show up. You're scared because you don't have anything good. And you find out all the other kids, their parents made theirs for them. I hated that, you know? They're backing them in on flatbed trucks. One kid with a volcano. He didn't have to zip up his own pants, but he built a volcano. He had to swing that. I don't know what to do for my project, so I brought in a paper cup filled with dirt, just hoping she'd know I'm an idiot and just walk right on past me. Just as long as I was holding something. <laughs> what do you have there, Brian? <laughs> it's a cup of dirt. 
Just put an F on there and let me go home. <laughs> we'll explain it. Well, it's a cup with dirt in it. I call it cup of dirt. You should move on now. You should go ahead and move on. Head on down the line there. So she went to this one kid. There was a kid in my class. He made the same solar system like 19 years in a row, you know? Bunch of styrofoam balls held together with coat hangers. Hey, you're breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. He's going, the big yellow one's the sun. The yellow one is the sun. Okay, all right, what are these other planets? The big yellow one is the sun. All right, calm down. The one, all right! <laughs> 